Welcome, future doctors, to another episode of the Future Minority Doctor Podcast with Dr. Sulma and Marina, where we bring you conversations to empower and inspire you to contribute to your community and the world by becoming a doctor. Welcome, future doctors. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We really appreciate all of you who listen, all of the advice and stories that we have here on our podcast. We do this all for you. So if you ever have a topic that you would love to hear about or a doctor that you'd love to hear their story from, please let us know. Reach out to us via social media or website. So the episode I have for you today is geared toward those of you who are young and in the early stages of your college career. It may not be as applicable to you if you're a non-traditional pre-med who did college many years ago, but there still may be some nuggets of wisdom, even if you are. Now, if you're anything like Dr. Zulma or me when we were in college, you may find that you have to work during college. That was definitely the case for us. We both had jobs. I had a couple of jobs in college and during my gap year, including working as an administrative assistant in a psychology lab for a year, working as a lab assistant in an infectious disease laboratory. I was also an assistant to a professional editor during one summer, and I worked as a teaching assistant for a biology lab course. Dr. Zulma, what were some of the jobs that you had during college? Yeah, so um, some of the jobs I had is I was... I would tutor elementary age kids. That was one. The other one was tutoring high school students. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one was, I was actually a waitress for quite some time. Uh And often, actually, when I was a waitress, I was working tutoring and a waitress at the same time at a Mexican restaurant that was close by. And then in the summers, while we were off of school, I would come back home to San Diego and then just find summer jobs as well. Gotcha. Yeah, the reality is that most college students these days have to work at least part-time during college to support themselves. You may only have to work five or 10 hours a week, or you may have to work 20, 30, or 40 hours a week. Or some people just pick up jobs during their summer breaks. But regardless of how many hours you work or when you work, we want to give you some ideas of how you can make the most of your work experience so that it doesn't just help to pay the bills, but it also helps you to gain experience and look impressive to admissions committees when it comes time to apply for medical school. I remember when I was in college that one of the most desirable jobs for students to have was the job where you basically worked in the library. And the job was really easy. It was basically just like scanning or checking IDs when students came into the library. And of course, people aren't coming into the library every minute. And so there were like long stretches of time where you could just sit and study or read or work on your homework. (laughs) So this was one of those desirable jobs because you got paid for doing very little work and you got a lot of time. It's just free, quiet time to study or do your homework. So, of course, I mean, who's not going to want a job like that, right? Because it's, quote unquote, easy money. Did they have any of those types of jobs on your campus, Dr. Z? Oh, yeah, they had those types of jobs, too. And I think they were very much sought after for the reasons you just said. (laughs) Yeah, now that sort of job definitely has benefits. Like I mentioned, you get to earn money while also having time to study and finish your assignments. Unfortunately, it's not going to be too impressive when you're trying to come up with the 15 activities to list on your medical school application. 
If you do list a job like this, it will need to be balanced by a lot of other activities that really show your commitment to medicine and volunteering and research and all of that other stuff. There are many jobs in general that can help you earn money, but don't add a whole lot to becoming a well-rounded applicant for medical school. For example, retail jobs, food service industry jobs, nanny jobs, or physical labor jobs. That is not to say that they're not valuable. Don't get me wrong. They can actually show a lot about your dedication and your willingness to work hard. However, these types of work experience have to be balanced out by a lot of other activities that are relevant to your desire to become a doctor. And let's face it, if you're working 30 hours a week as a waiter, then you may have a hard time fitting in time for all of your classes and studying and research, volunteering, and all of that. So I'd just like to suggest in this episode that you think carefully about what kind of jobs are available to you and are the best use of your limited time. Some of the best work experiences are those that combine clinical or research experience or something else valuable for your application with earning money. So I've seen applicants list the following types of paid clinical jobs. Working as a scribe, which is a person that works next to a doctor and helps document the doctor's interactions with the patient. Working as a medical assistant. This can be at a family medicine clinic or at a specialty clinic. Working as a phlebotomist, which is someone who helps to draw blood, either at a clinic or a hospital or a plasma center. Working as a medical interpreter. Working as an administrative assistant or office manager at a clinic and helping to coordinate like care for patients and referrals and all of those things. Working as a veterinary technician, which may not be directly relevant, but there is some overlap there. Or working as a patient care technician, a certified nursing assistant, or an ABA therapist. So those are some of the things that I've seen on applications that students have done to get clinical experience while also earning money. Can you think of anything else, Dr. Z? So there's, there's like, um, especially like if you're going to be working on the summer, sometimes you can be an intern, but working like for like a research institute or something like that, Mm -hmm. that would also be paid, but there there's also clinical work that's involved with it. Definitely. Definitely. I've also seen applicants list the following types of paid research jobs. And there is going to be a little overlap. Sometimes research jobs overlap with clinical jobs, but These are some of the paid research jobs I've seen people do. Working as a clinical research assistant, which involves helping doctors and researchers to conduct studies of something like medications, vaccines, or treatments of various diseases. Working in a professor's lab and helping with a research project over the course of a summer, a year, or more. It doesn't have to be medical research. It can actually be any type of social science or science research. It can even be field research in something like ecology or anthropology or even politics. Doing a paid summer research program through an organization like Amgen. If you haven't heard of Amgen, check them out. It's A-M-G-N, and they have a whole list of some summer research opportunities available. You can also just search in Google pre-med summer research programs, and you'll find a list published by the AAMC that has lots of programs available in different states and through many different universities. My local medical school has one called the Native American Summer Research Internship, or NARI. Many of these are paid, but you do have to apply about six months before it starts, and there is some competition for those spots. 
So do your research early. Usually if you're thinking about next summer, you need to be looking at those like starting in the fall and definitely by December. Also, like we've mentioned in prior episodes, make sure that you take advantage of campus listings for jobs that can be funded by federal work study if you are eligible for that program. I also want to point out that clinical and research activities are not the only things that can make you a great applicant. If you have other interests or passions, you can certainly get paid to pursue those. For example, if you're passionate about political advocacy, you can earn money through a job as a political staffer. If you love skiing or rock climbing, you can get paid to teach others to ski or to rock climb. If you're a talented musician, you can earn money by giving music lessons or being part of a performing group. If you have skills in carpentry or car mechanics, you can earn money working at those jobs. If you are skilled at crafts, jewelry making, or sewing, you can earn money by having your own own business and selling handmade items. If you are a great photographer, you can earn money by selling your photography services. So there are a lot of other things that you can do based on your skill set and your interests. I would say that these sorts of jobs that highlight a unique talent, a unique skill, or unique interest may actually contribute to making you a well-rounded applicant. Just be careful that you balance them, like we've said before, with an appropriate number of clinical, volunteer, and research experiences. The main point that I want to make today is this. When you are considering what kind of jobs to take to earn money, think strategically. Do not just take the job that's easiest or pays the most, but try to find something that you enjoy that will help pay the bills and that will advance your clinical research or personal life experiences and ultimately help you to get into medical school. And I would say, especially if you are trying to go directly from college to medical school, if you're not planning to take a gap year, it's even more important to be strategic. Both Dr. Zulma and I, we did take gap year or gap years. And so we had a little more time to kind of amass those experiences that we needed. But if you're trying to go straight to medical school, it's really important that you think carefully about how you're going to spend your time. Anything to add, Dr. Z? No, I I definitely agree. It's a great point to make because I feel that I got my best experiences taking gap years. Although I did do service-related jobs, helping people, I worked with a mental health organization. I don't think I would have been as strong of an applicant. So if you are going to go directly, just make sure every job you take, if you need to work, it's something that's going to help your application. Yeah, exactly. Now, for those of you that have already taken jobs that don't really contribute to your application in these specific ways, please don't despair. Everyone's experience is different and you may have not had much of a choice in the matter. You may have to add more activities to your list or take extra time to fulfill your shadowing, your research, your volunteer, your clinical hours, but that's okay. I've read many applications from students who had to take jobs as waiters, waitresses, security guards, all sorts of jobs, because that's what was available during the hours that they could work, or that's what was just available in their area. And they were still able to show that they had a great variety of other experiences that made them a desirable applicant. As long as you have other activities to show that you have what it takes to become a doctor, working as something like a waiter or security guard can be admirable. It can showcase that you're dedicated and that you have a strong work ethic. Dr. Z, you mentioned working as a waitress. Do you feel like that contributed at all to some of the skills or work ethic that you used later 
in your medical training? Yeah, I mean, you had to learn to work with a team. And when you're a waitress, you're working amongst the bussers, the waitresses, the cooks, the chefs, and then the, the management as well. But then just working with customers. Actually, customer service, you learn a lot about how to treat people, understand people, talk to people, right, <laughs> as well. So there are some skills there. Now, you know, we talk a lot about like doing things that are going to get you into medical school and are going to impress an admissions committee. I don't want you to feel like the only reason you do anything is for someone to be impressed so you get into medical school. Like, hopefully you are doing things that you are also passionate about. So really try to find that perfect combination of something you enjoy doing. Hopefully you're just not doing something while you're miserable doing it because that's not great either. But hopefully you find things that you enjoy that help you earn money and that contribute something to your application. That's kind of the sweet spot. And that's what we encourage you to try to do. It's not always going to be possible, but the more you think about it strategically and with intention and the more you kind of ask around and seek out those opportunities, the more likely it is that you're going to find that sweet spot for yourself. And remember, like we always say, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help because sometimes that opportunity isn't just going to be listed, you know, on a poster for you to grab or someone's not going to email you directly about it. You might have to ask around. You might have to ask other students, hey, do you know anybody? Or you might have to reach out to professors or you might have to do some research online. But hopefully you're willing to do some of that work that it takes to find a great opportunity. For yourself. I also want to add one, well, a few more points. Whatever job you choose to have, give it your best. Whether you're a hostess or a clinical research coordinator, it is good to practice the following. One, show up on time. Two, be reliable. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Follow through. Three, take initiative and try to anticipate next steps. Don't just wait around being told to do something every time, assuming it is safe to do so. Four, put forth your best effort. Even if it isn't perfect, do your best. And the more you try and the more effort you put forward, the better you're going to get. Five, be open to feedback and ask for feedback often so that you can continue to improve. Six, develop your skills of working on a team. Dr. Z, you mentioned working as a waitress really helped you to develop your teamwork abilities. Because after all, being a doctor involves working on a team. And finally, respect your coworkers and boss. These are just some like general guidelines about any job that you take. It's good to practice these things. You should do these on principle, but also keep in mind that when it comes time to ask for letters of recommendation, you may be asking some of your employers. You want to make sure that you put your best foot forward and that they will have wonderful things to say about you regardless of what that job was. Anything to add, Dr. Z? No, I think everything you said is right on. And um, if you are right now working as a waitress or retailer or whatever it might be, you can still continue. Just make sure you're that that it's balanced. I kept my waitress job throughout, but just did other things on the side or during the summer as well because I needed the financial help. So um, don't feel bad if that's the case. Just make sure you're getting your research opportunities. And if you're going to look for research, try to see if there's paid ones. So that was kind of my, my approach. I, kn I knew I needed to strengthen the experiences. So I would first always start out with looking things at, well, number one, finding things that interested me, right? Because if not, I'm going to be miserable. And then two, let's see if it can be paid. 
even if it was a little bit, but just get paid. And then that's kind of how I guided myself and how I landed a lot of the opportunities because they're out there, but you do have to put the work into it. So take that initiative. Yes, I agree. Take initiative. Lots of things in life take initiative. (laughs) And uh, the more you practice now, the better you're going to get. Thank you everyone for listening. We send you all wishes for success on your path to becoming a doctor. Keep on going, keep on trying. Reach out to us if you need help.